Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 437 featuring our good friend uh, and my co-worker, Simeon Balabanov, who is the senior product manager for Chaos Vantage and V-Ray for Unreal. Uh, and I've actually wanted to talk to him a little bit uh, because there is some really great stuff that he's been doing recently. Uh, Vantage 2 has come out and we don't, as you know, on this podcast, we actually don't do very many episodes or hardly any episodes about our products because uh, that's not necessarily what this podcast is about. But this is a product that I um, I cannot tell you how excited I am. I have been obsessed with real-time ray tracing for a long time. And what I mean by real-time ray tracing, I mean full ray tracing, nothing, no, no little compromises here or there, just just full out ray tracing. And uh, Vantage uh, 2 coming out is a huge step for us. Uh, and uh, th- some of you guys may not even know what Vantage is and what it is as a product, and I am very, very excited about it. So Simeon and I sit down and talk, about, obviously, about what Vantage 2 is and what the advantage is in general and how are all the new things happening, but also get into a discussion about the implications of real-time ray tracing and how that's going to affect all of the industries and everything that's going on in terms of the world of rendering and uh, why ray tracing is such an important thing to distinguish itself from traditional real-time rendering, which is done with rasterization. So a uh, big, big discussion, and uh, we really get into it. And if you're interested in ray tracing, this is a good one to get into. So uh, buckle up. Uh, okay, so besides Vantage 2 as a product announcement, we do have a couple of other products that have come, come up with some updates. We have Phoenix 5 for Update 2, which has come out. We're very excited about that. Uh, V-Ray 6 for Houdini Update 1 is also there. So make sure and go check those out. Just go to chaos.com for that. We also have a special offer right now going on for cloud credits uh, that is going through September, August 16th. Uh, and just go to chaos.com to check out our special offer and you can get some discounts on some cloud credits. And that again is through August 16th. So just go to chaos.com for all the details on those new products, as well as that special offer for Chaos Cloud. Uh, a couple of events going on. We SIGGRAPH, of course, is happening right around the corner. It'll be August 6th through the 10th here in Los Angeles. It is SIGGRAPH's 50th anniversary, which I am very excited about. Congratulations to SIGGRAPH and to all of those involved. Uh, and I will be excited to be there. So if you guys are at SIGGRAPH, let us know. Can check in with us. Uh, we'd love to see you. Uh, an extension of SIGGRAPH is going to be actually in London. We are going to be going to the Rainbow uh, conference, and I'm actually going to be giving a talk there, which I'm very excited about. So that is going to be in London, August uh, 29th through the 31st, and I'm going to be giving a uh, keynote on the 31st itself. So very excited about that. And a little couple of announcements that will be happening from me at that time. So I'm excited about that, uh, which you probably will start to derive some of that from the conversation I'm having with Simeon on today's episode. So very excited about that. So go check us out at the Rainbow Conference in London. We would love to see you guys there. Um, and uh, besides that, uh, of course, you if you want to know more about the podcast, you can always just go to our podcast page. That is chaos.com slash Uh And of course, we have a Facebook page as well. If you want to check us out there, facebook.com slash podcast. If you'd like to watch these, uh, our YouTube channel is one of the best places to do that. That is youtube.com slash chaosgrouptv. Uh, of course, suggestions are always welcome. We love your suggestions and we've got some great ones recently. Uh, the best way to do that is to email us, labs at chaos.com. But for now, please enjoy episode number 437 with Simeon Balabanov. Welcome to another CG Garage where the Chaos Group talks. You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops. We're gonna fire off rays 
in high dynamic range. We know that ambient occlusion is passe. Global illumination won't lead you astray. And while image-based lighting is really swell, you need to make sure everything has for now. Very excited. Um, so Vantage 2 just came out, right? Yeah. Yes. And so you and I were uh, talking about this. And um, first thing I think, not everyone knows exactly what Vantage is. So let's start with that. Let's a, go, go back a little bit, give a little history about Vantage and where does it come from and how did it sort of come about in the, inside a company? Uh, right, right. Well, um, it all actually started as a, um, as a tech demo or <laughs> yeah. a technology uh, tryout yeah. um, from the engineers at uh, Chaos. Yeah. Um, with the release of, uh, or actually, we got informed by NVIDIA that they were planning to release ray tracing hardware a bit earlier. Um, we were given access to the, the So the first RTX cards. Absolutely. The first, right. the first RTX cards to, in conjunction with the DXR um, API from NVIDIA and Microsoft. Right. Um, and uh, that was actually introducing hardware ray tracing. Um, and we got this uh, a bit earlier to test it out to see if we can do something uh, with it, uh, because of course at that time we it, it was the first uh, the first try. I mean, hardware ray tracing was tried a couple of times sure. before, but um, this one uh, showed really a lot of promises. So um, we dedicated some resources to R and D, and um, that resulted in uh, Project Lavina at mm -hmm. the time, uh, a few years back. Uh, that was demonstrated. I believe it was SIGGRAPH 2018. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, Vlado, Vlado Kolasov uh, demonstrated that and uh, it uh, was really, really uh, exciting because it showed um, the power of hardware ray tracing. Yeah, with, but, uh, but at the time it was a, we did something a little different because people were doing hardware ray tracing, mm -hmm. but they were doing it as a, like a reflection on top of rasterized rendering, right? right? So we were doing something a little bit different. Right, right, yes. Well, we've always been a um, developer company that does ray tracing renders. Right, uh, pure and, ray tracing. And, and yeah, and that's uh, absolutely everything is ray traced. Um, and uh, of course, there are multiple approaches you can you can do rendering with. And, and uh, uh, because uh, NVIDIA announced DXR as, as a, uh, sorry, RTX and DXR mm -hmm. as a real-time um, accelerated hardware ray tracing, so or at least meant for real time. Um, many game engines also tried to uh, implement this, or actually implemented it. However, uh, as you know, ray tracing, uh, sorry, uh, game engines, um, mm -hmm. uh, you utilize rasterization, right? Um, and if uh, and they just plugged ray tracing on top of that, uh, right? By adding um, ray tracing in the shortcomings that uh, the rasterizers typically have, like. Um, soft shadows or reflections or GI bounces, uh, right. skylight um, illumination or IPO. Uh, and and we, we didn't want to do that. We, we, we just wanted to see if we can um, speed up our regular fully ray traced uh, engines or at least come up with an engine that is fully ray traced and um, uh, see how much the performance is. If it can go real time, that would, be a, that would have been a great uh, plus. Right. Um, and huge advantage. So, so yeah. Obviously, we, we because uh, the the first early uh, test showed a tremendous increase in comp computing power. Um, we we figured out that optimization of uh, of an of the engine could could go a long way. 
Um, and I think we've talked about this a lot of times that uh, rendering actually consists of, or at least ray trace rendering consists of two parts, uh, uh, throwing rays around, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. calculating the rays around, and then shading those rays to right. actually determine the color. Um, and uh, when we have speed optimization or hardware acceleration for, the, for one of the parts, uh, we still don't have acceleration for the other one. Right. And even if we make the hardware ray tracing 100 times faster, there is still this shading part that can be a bottleneck. So right. we, we focused on optimization, uh, on optimizing this part uh, so that we can get actually to the real time, uh, actual real time um, here. Right. So, so, so the RTX hardware is really designed for the, the ray shooting part, right? Yes, yes. So if you have no shaders or just a one shader on it, Absolutely. It'll go ridiculously fast, right? Yes, yes. The simpler the shader, the simpler the shader, the faster the, the, the right. re rendering goes. Right. Um, but so that, complex shaders like subsurface scattering or things like that, those are, are a bottleneck. Yes, sense, yes, right? absolutely. Right. Uh, but, the, uh, but on the other hand, there are many things that you can do um, with ray tracing only, like soft shadows or mm -hmm. image-based lighting mm -hmm. um, or uh, simple refractions. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean... Um, Pure glossy refractions, sure. specular refractions. Right. Um, even 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 uh, blurry reflections are also um, up there, mm -hmm. um, depending on how you can um, how you approach the the the, the methodology, the sure the rendering. Right, right, right. Uh, but okay, so so a couple of things. What is the advantage of going fully ray traced as opposed to keeping some of it rasterized yes yes i i, I realize we, we didn't talk about that a lot right um because yeah we, here internally in the company we know that ray tracing is going to always give you the the best result and and uh, and quality is always going to, to to be good and um and this is kind of implied but uh or sorry uh, expected mm -hmm. but the, the implication of that is also that um uh, and I have to go back a little bit here. Sure. Um, typically, going into real time involves uh, switching the render paradigm, so to speak. You know, from 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 ray tracing offline rendering to mm -hmm. uh, to to real time rasterization. Right. And because rasterization has different shortcomings, like uh, no secondary effects, uh, or um, because it doesn't do ray tracing, there are no um, indirect uh, indirect effects like like um, um, shadows from 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 an object that is outside the camera first or more or reflections right. that are not visible in, in the in, in the in the screen area sure. um, in the screen space so so all kinds of all, um, all kinds of uh, workarounds or different algorithms that were meant to uh, fix those shortcomings right. were invented like for example, shadow maps and reflection cubes and reflection, <laughs> reflection, um, yeah, captures or or uh, cubes or right. uh, environment mappings uh, with different different uh, uh, methodologies or algorithms. Not algorithms, but yeah, it's a lot uh, of hacks. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I like to 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 sum this process up of uh, calling it uh, prep work or or uh, right. data preparation work. Right. Um, typically, when you go into to, uh, a game engine or, or any any kind of real time um, uh, sort of uh, engine, mm -hmm. um, you need to you need to take your current data and then try to you know think about 
uh, all these additional effects that you want to include in your scene because they're not enabled by default. They're, they're not going or sure. they're not popping up. So you need to do all these additional modifications like placing the, the reflection cubes here and there and, and, and decide if it's going to be pre render all the shadow or maps. Or sphere. Or, yeah. yeah, well, the yeah, the, the, there, there are ways to, to, to make it um, interactively performing. Sure, but, but you're rendering separate things. You're rendering a shadow map and then you're rendering Yes, it. right. Typically, the engines render the shadow map by themselves or, sure. you know, on their own. Uh, automatically, but then there are all the because it's not um, automatically generated effect. Um, it's 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 a different projection uh, with 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 its own settings. So if you want, for example, <coughs> um, more detail in the contact area of the shadow, you need to tweak the light settings to get sharper shadows. Yeah. Or if you want to make um, uh, if you want to make the shadow a bit more transparent because of the indirect bounces of light. Right. Uh, you need to simulate this by again adjusting the um, the transparency of the shadow, uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Which which ultimately takes a lot of time, uh, artist time. Uh, sure. Which is the more, um, yeah. I'm I'm just going to say it's, it's it's the expensive part. I mean, computing power is is relatively cheap, but uh, right. An artist, uh, you know, a day of artist work is just a waste of, of, of right. Of many men Which hours. definitely makes sense when you were talking about the offline world, where it's like it's okay, we'll deal with the time on the rendering side, but the artist time is is smaller, right? Yes, yes. But when you demand re real time performance, rasterization was the only solution because Absolutely. at the time, right? Absolutely. So now you can get both, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Well, so 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 what? So ray tracing <coughs> is you know you don't have to hack it because it's accurate lighting. Is that correct? That's the premise. Yes, right, um, absolutely. Because uh, it's it's basically um, um, optimized simulation of uh, of the physical world. Sure. Because in the end, light behaves in this way. Photons are being sh uh, you know bouncing around in straight lines, and they are just uh, transmitting energy. Right. Which in in our case is uh, color information. Right. Uh, with uh, with rasterization, it's not the case. That's not the case. Sure. You, you have to work around or cheat or add. Uh, on top of it, so in order to, to simulate the same effect. Right. Uh, with ray tracing, the premise is that we are doing calculations the same way as light would. Right. However, instead of calculating, I don't know if I can come up with a number that is realistic enough, right. billions and billions of photons, uh, we're calculating just a smaller amount of millions of rays. Right. <laughs> um, and and, and, and re, uh, or using this information to you know, uh, come up with a photoreal photorealistic solution. Okay. Now I want to do a little couple of comparisons compared to to what other things are going on. So there are people that have been using the term like, "Oh, this is ray tracing, but this is path tracing." Like, tell. I think the people are getting a little confused. It's all ray tracing. Right. Am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> explain explain that the, those differences. Like, what what when people are talking about path tracing versus ray tracing, what mm -hmm. do they mean? Mm -hmm. um, Essentially, it's a very interchangeable, especially in the case of of, uh, of, uh, of 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 the renders that are using ray tracing. Sure. Well, very to, to a large extent, the, m most of the times it's it's, it's uh, interchangeable. Ray tracing is the fact, um, or is the is the um, uh, 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 the method algorithm that takes two points mm -hmm. and shoots a ray between between those points sure. and traces for. Um, uh, intersection along the line, right? Or, or not two points, actually one point in a direction, and right. then uh, see if it hits something. <laughs> right, absolutely. Right. If there is a hit, this right. is the ray tracing. Sure. While path tracing is using ray tracing yeah. as a method, 
to um, to construct a specific path of the array, and uh, this is why it's called path uh, path tracing because right. it's not just a simple direction point and direction. It's it's there is a path that we want to follow, right. and this path is from the camera to the light source, typically. right? Um, because now we have two important uh, two important things, uh, you know. Because in, in in the ray tracing, you don't have kind of important uh, stuff. It's just it's just the um, the process of of, of generating um, a point in the direction and see what's going on in this direction. Right. Uh, while with the path with the path tracing, we know that uh, for light for rendering, we right. care about lights and the path. Of this light, uh, you photo. favor array that looks at lights, Absolutely. right? Yes. Yes. So really, that's uh, important sampling is another way of doing that thing. Right? Yes, it's a it's a term that is widely used in right. the, in the computer graphics uh, uh, programming, uh, important sampling, um, which which means actually uh, that well, sampling is another way of of, of uh, saying that you're you're ray tracing. Uh, technically, sampling sure. could be used also for Looking at the pixel of a texture on the surface, or right. or looking at the specific color of, of some of some triangle or some uh, area, but again, in our case, we can we can fairly easy uh, interchange uh, sampling mm -hmm. in 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 the favor of uh, or yeah uh, exchange or, or um, uh, equalize the two terms uh, because again, when we are calling sampling, it most likely involves a shooting ray. And uh, finding the intersection of this ray and looking, checking the color there, and, and the checking part is called sampling, uh -huh. but it but it implies uh, uh, again a sh shooting array, right? Um, and and uh, why is important sampling? Well, because we know some things about the scene. We know where the light source is. We know where the camera is. So right. we're kind of more interested in in in, in some uh, paths more than than, right. than others. And this is why we call it importance because right. we know that these are the important areas which is why we're biased <laughs> right <laughs> yes and that's a good i i always people like to say unbiased is better but it's not because it's <laughs> i like to call it unsmart right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yes yes right absolutely. because bias rendering yeah. is like i know that these rays are more important to samples mm -hmm. so i'm mm -hmm. going to favor those so right um well, there are two there are two ways of looking into uh, in, in, about unbiased uh, sure. rendering, and and one is like um, grouping the rays into into different um, um, rendering aspects or material aspects, sure. I would say like diffuse and reflections or specular yep. reflections and, and, and refractions, and and um, or maybe let's talk about reflections. You know, the the, reflect sure. the reflectance can be um, in in. In physical world, reflectance is one uh, is right. one aspect of, of, of is, is the is the uh, phenomena of light hitting an object and bouncing off of it, right? Rather than going inside of the object, which is transmittance, right? Um, so the reflectance the reflectance um, of glossy objects can be very easy to calculate because there is no dispersion of the of the bounced photons. Yep. They, they keep their parallel, so to speak. Sure. Uh, um, uh, Coherence, mm -hmm. if you will, um, while uh, on more matte objects or blurry objects or diffuse objects, sure, um, the rays uh, reduce their coherence and sure. they're dispersed all around. So, um, if you want to calculate the, the, the these diffuse uh, objects, you will need to uh, calculate many many rays in order to make sure that you're not missing any part of the of the environment. 
and the reflection looks uh, okay. Right. However, this requires many rays. Sure. And uh, and uh, the biased renders figured out that there are mathematical ways to approximate this lighting without uh, actually calculating many rays. Right. And this makes it biased. Um, right. Uh, and or smart. As right. You say, because yeah. you don't need the result in the end is giving uh, is giving the same image. However, for one of the uh, in, in in the first case you wait a lot more. Yeah. While in the second case the biased one, right. the smart one, the important, the <laughs> sampled one, yeah. is uh, uh, you're waiting much much less because um, yeah. And here, by the way, mathematics comes into play because uh, there are mathematical ways to prove that the two results are going to be uh, almost identical. Yes. Uh, or, or identical. Yeah. And uh, and there is no need to to waste performance on on this. Right. However, um, the unbiased renders, I believe, were, were very popular at, at, at uh, some point, uh, especially with the notion that you're performing um, physically accurate or no, I don't. Let's not use this term because it's right. associated with other stuff. Um, uh, scientific, let's say, sure, a plausible result. And if you want to simulate um, the light, it, it uh, as accurate as possible, right? As if you're in a physics lab and doing optical research. Yep. Then you need uh, unbiased render. Right. Um, and one can argue with that again, <laughs> because right. giving the you know the the, the mathematical uh, proof that the the two results are going to be um, identical, depending on your uh, purpose, of course. Yep. So if you're not uh, rendering or measuring um, outside of the visible spectrum, you're good to go. I mean, you can use all the all the uh, biased approaches uh, <laughs> that you want. Sure, sure. Well, that's a, that's a good. I, we are on a bit of a tangent there, yes. but that's okay. Yes. I do want to, you know, talk about a little bit. You know, there there have been obviously some rasterized solutions that are, you know trying to alleviate a lot of the problems that rasterizers have. And I remember this back in the early 2000s in the offline rendering world. There was all these little hacks and tricks that were mm -hmm. added to them to make things that are basically unnecessary if you go full ray tracing, right? Right. So solutions like in, 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 in Unreal 5, when you have things like Nanite or Lumens and stuff like that, mm -hmm. Those aren't necessarily ray tracing solutions, but they are solutions that help it look as, try to make it look like it is ray traced. Is that true? Um, yes, well, partially. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so Nanite uh, is, is, uh, is a technology that actually handles um, polygon rendering or you know, triangle, rendering. triangle rendering. Yeah. Um, in the rasterization pipeline, yes, um, and it it handles massive amounts of data, or sure. it's optimized in 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 a way to uh, you know to stream the data very efficiently mm -hmm. and display many many triangles, uh, which has always been a problem for rasterized rendering. Yes, right. yes. Well, due to the nature of uh, rasterization, it's uh, it requires a lot of sorting of, of, of many different uh, you know vertices and triangles, and yeah. this can this has a bottleneck. I mean, sure. it can be really fast up to a certain degree, but then once you go over this threshold, it starts becoming really slow. Right. And that was one of the shortcomings of, of all the ray tracers, uh, sorry, rasterizers, right. uh, rasterizing engines. 
Um, so Nanite was was going for this uh, for the solution of this to, to right because be people had to optimize it. their scenes, optimize their scenes, optimize Absolutely, their scenes, yes. and that's again another overhead that's yes, very yes. expensive. Well, right? the term LOD level of detail right. comes from the gaming industry, which which was exactly that optimization of the number of triangles of your uh, object so that when it's not close to the camera, you don't render the full the full uh, number of polygons right. so that you can. Um, be below the threshold of, of the bottleneck of the rasterization. So, right. so Nanite was a solution for that, um, right. uh, or is a solution uh, aiming to, to, to solve this problem. Um, so, so, so it's not necessarily con connected to ray tracing. Uh, Lumen, on the other hand, is um, a GI and reflection solution, which um, arguably uses ray tracing. Arguably. Um, well, uh, I'm going to say arguably because it uses under the hood, it uses uh, a pr approximation of the scene rather than the actual uh, oh, uh, actual right. representation of the scene. Um, so, so when, for example, you look at a, uh, at a reflection or, uh, or, or the object that is used for reflections or GIs, mm -hmm. um, or GI rays, or soft sh shadow rays for, uh, in, in this... Uh, in the engine of Lumen, right. um, is is actually not the real op or not the author edited uh, object. It's a, it's an approximated version of this uh, mesh. Sure, and uh, it's actually not even a mesh. It's something called uh, mesh distance field <laughs> or a voxelized version of the mesh. Voxelized version, right? Um, right. So it, it's it's a really ingenious ingenious method to 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 make uh, to make it possible to render um, uh, these type of effects in real time. But again, you're losing quality. Sure. Um, also, if uh, if you if the if the um, if the result is not good. For you, or is, it doesn't look good for you, right? Uh, then again, we're back to the process of uh, manually tweaking, finding the appropriate mesh that doesn't look good, for example, right. um, tweaking its uh, mesh distance fields, or recalculating that. It requires yep. it requires again additional number of steps to to kind of figure out what's wrong with the scene, um, or or what can be improved with right. the scene, and tweaking it. Hence, artist time again, right. artist time. Also. Um, Due to the nature of, of Lumen is just one aspect of rendering. Again, it, it, it handles GI and reflections. Yeah. So for for the other parts, like uh, let's say shadow from the sun or or shadow from uh, shadows from dynamic shadows from from uh, lights or, or anything like that. Right. Um, direct lighting. Direct lighting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you you still need to use the other uh, engine. Um, yeah. Features. So it's an engine on top of an engine on top of an engine. Exactly. And and, <laughs> and the combination of these features requires um, somewhat um, deep understanding of the of the different uh, rendering uh, paradigms. Sure. And how to mix those. You know, like for example, uh, when I get closer, I want to turn on. Uh, let's say ambient occlusion to get better uh, to to get better detail, but I don't want to spare uh, the ambient occlusion for for objects far away. So uh, you need to tweak <laughs> things for the camera. Right, yeah. Right. Right. And, and and I'm not saying and I'm not saying that this is not a feasible solution. Right. It's, it's perfectly valid option. We see a lot it of sounds, results. To me, to me, it sounds so familiar to you know about 2004, 2006. Working in RenderMan, where you'd add all of these things on top of things on top, you had to render reflection occlusion, ambient occlusion, yeah. all everything just to try to 
actually get a render out that looked plausible right. when you could have just ray traced the whole thing and not had to worry about it. Right. right. <laughs> well, and, and that's always the the two camps uh, in right. rendering. You know, do you do do you favor do you favor artist uh, time or machine time? Right. Or, or uh, ease of use, um, uh, the time you need to set up the thing. Sure. Um, or 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 do you do you need you know to to um, uh, save so to save computational right. power in in some way, and if performance is your goal uh, again real time engines were the the, the goal to choice well in a game yeah yes <laughs> right you can't say yeah it's fine I mean gamers <laughs> want to have sixty plus frames per second right? absolutely and absolutely. so you're not. You know, until recently, you were not really right. possible to right. do that, right? So, of course, yes, and, and because because of that, uh, it was it was the the the, um, the the rule. You know, if you need more than uh, 50, 60 frames per second, right. you have no other choice. You can't you can't actually until recently you couldn't even uh, think about uh, 10, 20 frames per second sure. with a ray traced uh, fully ray traced uh, fully yeah. ray traced right. solution. Yep. there were some experimental render engines that were capable of outputting ray traced solution, fully ray traced solution, only on um, clay materials, grayscale materials, sure. uh, with only one bounce of, uh, of light. So this was not a, a realistic scenario. Right, right, right. Just experimental right. um, stuff. And um, but but if you really want to use it in production, it, it was a no go. Right. And again, this was why it was very very exciting when when we finally had this, um, you know. Uh, Massive corporations like Microsoft and, and Nvidia working together to finally solve the the ray tracing right. uh, hardware ray tracing problem, and we have so so we created Levina. It was called Project Levina, yes. right? It was our tech demo, but we we still call the renderer under the hood. We still call it Levina, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> right. So Vantage is a package that uses Levina as a render, correct? Right. Levina, by the way, people should know, means avalanche in Bulgarian. Is that yes, right? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it's an awesome name. Uh, so great. So, so when we created this this thing, we created this renderer, Levina, and then we created Vantage. Uh, when did Vantage? When did the first version come out? Uh, Two thousand twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and it was. It's a standalone. Application, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just a quick overview. How did what, how did Vantage come out? What did it what did it do? Now that we have a good idea that it's using this very robust renderer, right? Right. right. Um, well, Vantage is, a, is an application that wraps around the or uses the the, the Levina render, right? Um, but it also um, uh, it also builds upon with functionality that um, that we wanted to. Um, uh, make use of the of the fact that we have we have a, a real time ray tracing engine. Sure. Um, so the first thing we 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 kind of build upon was uh, with with Project Lavina. Uh, in the start, it was the render engine with a little bit of Chrome around it. You know, just to 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 be able to do something with it. Right. Um, it was essentially a, a scene viewer. Right. And um, Lavina was designed to 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 work with uh, V-Ray data. So with V-Ray data. With yeah. V-Ray data. Well, this is the render we have in house. Right. We, it, it it it's it it went through the beaten path. We we know we know how to do rendering sure. or ray tracing there. We just did optimizations to to make it faster. Sure. Uh, on the hardware. Uh, but also, Lavina is. 
real time first. Yes. Right. That's that's its priority. V-Ray mm -hmm. is as many features as you need. <laughs> right. Right. And Vantage is as fast as, or, or, or Lavina is as fast as you can get. Yes, right? this was the cost. So we, in order to do that, there are certain things that Vantage or Lavina doesn't do, right? It doesn't render yes. subsurface scattering right now, for example. Yes, right? yes. Um, so we want to make it useful, as, as useful as possible sure. to everyone uh, that's out there that wants to use uh, this um, or real-time ray tracing, but... Um, when we were um, thinking about the features we want to implement, yep. um, we are always cautious about the performance hit. Sure. And because, as you said, um, Lavina or uh, yeah, Lavina is uh, real time first. Right. And, and of course, it's very vague when we're talking about real time. Let's 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 say we're 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 uh, we're kind of um, locking or. Um, the threshold that we 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 have for calling something real time yeah. is 24 frames at uh, HD. Right. So if or we better. can, sorry, or better, or better. <laughs> but if we pass this threshold, yeah. we 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 say that we're in the realm of real time. Sure. Um. So uh. So yeah. So uh, Lavina was is still uh, uh real time first, and then uh, adding adding features that would make it useful to. Uh, the artists and and any new feature that will be uh, that that we think of adding uh, goes through the process of evaluating first um, how much the performance is going to to uh, be affected, right? Testing it out because sometimes you know uh, sometimes the, the the initial initial considerations may be uh, slightly different. Yep. Um, and uh, depending on on how much performance uh, we we gain we lose or gain. Typically loose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we start looking into ways to to uh, optimize it. Sure. We have uh, really good developers here that are always uh, cautious about this aspect. Any new feature that comes into um, into Vantage is again subject to a scrutiny, thorough <laughs> scrutiny, <laughs> optimization first, yeah. and then if if the frame rate is <clears throat> is not affected, <clears throat> usually we have this kind of rule. If the performance drops more than five percent with this new feature, and right. there are no optimizations that can be done, this feature is not going to make it in, right. the, in the build. <clears throat> um, of course, these change with the generations of hardware sure. because every new generation um, introduces. So once you can get the performance up, you can add features absolutely to still get to that twenty-four. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely, or more, or more. Yeah, and 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 this makes it a bit difficult again because we have uh, not only different generations but different uh, tiers of, uh, of hardware. Yep. Um, uh, it's uh, it's it's really funny. Um, one thing that we not, not noticed last uh, with the last generations of, of uh, GPUs is that um, there is a huge jump between, for example, the the the, the flagship model. Mm -hmm. um, and the one below it, like 4080 and 4090. Big um, difference. There is a big difference in both in spec and naturally in, in performance. Right, and price. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. Well, it's deserved. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want, that, right. that's what I want to mention. It's, it's, it's a, it's a well-deserved price. You're getting really, really uh, beastly performance out sure. of the 90 uh, version. Uh, but that wasn't the case with the previous generation, or it wasn't that uh, large of a difference between the right. So like a uh, like a 
3090 and the 3080, there weren't as much difference. Yes. But the 400, 400 4 series is much bigger. Yes, yes. And I, I think there is, this is because that was also noted by the uh, notation because mm -hmm. the, the previous version, it was, they had a 3080, 3080 Ti and right. then 3090. It's all confusing. Well, yeah, yeah, but but but, but um, what I wanted to, why I mentioned this is right. that is that um, uh, perform. We're talking about performance, and it is very subjective based on the um, on the device that you're having. Sure. <coughs> and generation, uh, generation, and, and uh, tier of the device that gotcha, you, gotcha, you, you gotcha. have. Um, but um, and to make it even more complicated, <laughs> the newer generations add a new capability. Oh, right, um, right. Like new features that are specifically designed to speed up uh, ray tracing again. Um, or uh, you know, adding adding different um, uh, features that are going to help only the latest generation, uh, which is which is only natural. You know, this is this is what R and D is. Right. Uh, and they are outputting new stuff. That, yep. uh, that And they have to come with the new hardware, of course. Sure, sure, sure. Cannot be. Uh, some things can be backported, but uh, sometimes it's a uh, um, uh, software emulated or or. Uh, Partially emulated, which right, right. means that they're not as performant as possible. Right. But it's still you can you can use it. Uh, for example, that was the case when Vantage came out. Um, officially, we uh, supported the the last the the, the flagship from the um, previous the, the previous generation before RTX, mm -hmm. uh, the 1080 Ti. Oh wow! Um, <coughs> Pascal, I think it was mm -hmm. the generation. So we did support that. Uh, although Vantage was running much slower there. Mm. And at some point, um, we wanted to add new features that were only available for the RTX devices, so we deprecated this uh, right. feature. And um, by the way, this feature is denoising. Okay. Uh, and and um, so one thing that I remember, we were, we were talking about rasterizers and ray tracers. Mm -hmm. One of the real big difference um, that also made, made uh, fully ray tracing possible, or actually ray tracing possible on the hardware uh, in, in, in real time is denoising, actually. Right. Um, because um, with the power of the, of the hardware acceleration, you can get a clean image in... Uh, a few hundreds of samples, like 200, 300 samples, you will, you will be able, depending on the scene, of course, of mm -hmm. the project, you can get a clean image out of it, but still this costs, or you need like a couple of seconds to get there, even right. on the most powerful GPU. Sure. And if you want to have multiple frames per second, rather than multiple seconds per frame, right, yeah. <laughs> if you want to switch this around, you still, you still can't uh, um, get this uh, in time, especially in more complicated scenarios uh, like like uh, indirect illumination uh, interior lighting and so on right so uh, so denoising is a big part of that and um, and of course denoising has been on the horizon uh, being be, being developed by multiple companies not only Nvidia but also Intel uh, released their, uh, their denoiser, open yeah. denoiser um, which uh, which we included in the in the last uh, iteration. Um, and uh, yes, also a lot of different different versions are there. And um, and most of these denoisers now are 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 trained like AI denoisers, right? So absolutely. So they're trained to know like based on this, I know that this is what it should look like, right? Absolutely, right, absolutely. Um, and this is a huge deal, by the way, yep. um, because we, and and that was also a, a, somewhat of a coincidence. Um, when the hardware-accelerated um, GPUs came out, they also had 
not only a part of the chip dedicated to ray tracing, mm -hmm. but also another part of the of the chip which was dedicated to AI. Right. Right. And and uh, um, it, it was funny because uh, artists wanted to get those GPUs to, to render faster, yep. uh, while other companies that were using AI uh, wanted to get those cards for, for, for training. For, for training. Uh, training yep. AI. And uh, that was also a hit on the market, uh, and, and uh, artists couldn't couldn't get the, those GPUs. Uh, right. The, <laughs> yeah. But 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 that was a good part because all of this training resulted in uh, a really good denoisers. Yeah. Really good denoisers. Um, and now the again the new G uh, generations make use even more use of the right. uh, the tensor cores. So the awesome. the, the, the the AI. Uh, All right. hard. I want to get back to Vantage though. So, so, so Vantage is a package because I want to get to Vantage too because yes. it's a big deal. So, <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, I should mention I'm I'm very biased towards Vantage. I love it because <laughs> of its performance and being a complete ray trace freak myself. The fact that we can actually ray trace at this speed is amazing to me. <laughs> right, right, yes. So, <laughs> but but Vantage really, you know, you you thought about it. Okay, now that we can take our our, our V-ray scenes and bring bring them in and see them in real time, you added some features to Vantage to allow you to make it very useful. What were some of the features that you added? First Vantage. We're going to get to the second Vantage later. Uh, in first Vantage, <clears throat> right. Uh, well, we again we build on top of the uh, of the uh, scene viewer, sure. so to speak. So, so we allow the user to um, uh, manipulate parts of the scene. Mm -hmm. um, first, of course, get data. Uh, one of the one of the important things to 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 um, uh, to render out something is to get the geometry, get lighting, get materiality, um, right. textures, and everything. So, this is why, by the way, we're using the very scene format, right? Um, because it it encapsulates all of this data, even animation. Right, but uh, it's pretty quick. You can be in 3ds Max or in Maya or Houdini or whatever. Anything that can output a VR scene file, yeah, just right. output it and drop it into Vantage, and it's there. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 this was required because again, Vantage is a standalone product that right. required to, to to be run on its own and consume data from somewhere. Right. Uh, that came out of somewhere. So uh, obviously, this. Um, this introduced a bottleneck in the artist workflow because every time you want to see your V-Ray data, you have to export, mm -hmm. save it on disk, and then import, mm -hmm. which is uh, another iteration in the whole process. Right, but it doesn't uh, take that long, but it's still a bottleneck. Yes, yes. Right. And, and one of the major features we added in version 1 mm -hmm. was uh, something we called LiveLink, yeah. which utilized um, the distributed rendering and the interactive rendering aspect of V-Ray, right. um, which actually interactively exports the scene Right in memory, right, and and uh, it uh, updates it every time the user changes something. Right, and we just read this data from memory. I mean, it's similar to what we were doing with V-Ray RT, right? When we were doing V-Ray in the viewport, with kind the GPU, of, yes, right, kind of. Any scene state that changes, Vantage sees that scene change and updates right, it. Right, right, absolutely. That's that's uh, that's the interactive part. <laughs> and it's and it's so you can be in Maya and you hit the live link to Vantage and then you just. Your advantage is rendering what you have in Maya, right? Yes. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. As much as possible. Right. Um, um, we we realized that at some point the that would be that would be uh, a bottleneck because you say 
uh, when you said that the VRC export is fast, that's true. Right. But if you are doing look development, you're yeah. going to constantly be changing slightly some parameters and, sure. <clears throat> and look for the result. And you don't want to do that all the time. Sure. So, so uh, in a, in the many iteration uh, process, this this becomes uh, actually it's a, it, it adds up. Right. And um, and and what you what you described was actually the, the solution to, to to this process because we wanted to keep Vantage as a standalone product, not not injecting it as part of a, as a plugin, for example, okay. in, in Maya or Max or any other host. Um, we wanted to keep it standalone, and there is a reason for that. I'm going to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 yeah. So we we just uh, leveraged the um, interactive part of V-Ray and the fact that it's a V-Ray scene data that we know and, and right. understand. And you just run Vantage on another uh, monitor, or we have also uh, always on top screen, right. uh, always on top uh, mode, mode. Yeah. that you can place conveniently on one of your over one of your viewports, for example. Sure. And Kind of pretend that it's it's part of the uh, of the of the um, process there. Sure. Um, we wanted to, and, and yes, everything you do was um, immediately uh, exported or uh, represented, right? Uh, in, in updated uh, in the same updated in Vantage. Yeah. Um, the funny thing was that sometimes, um, for example, and that's that's particularly true uh, for uh, 3ds Max mm-hmm. um, when you. When you were when you're working with a heavy scene, uh, lots of polygons, lots of objects, um, and do some change, um, the viewport of 3ds Max now becomes the bottleneck because it's a rasterizing engine, and, yep. and it takes time to update the viewport. Right. Um, but the data gets to Vantage before the viewport updates. Yep. I've seen that, <laughs> and you see the update faster. Vantage, Vantage. is rendering faster than a rasterizer. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that was funny, uh, but yeah, uh, and this is why we wanted to keep it standalone. Because when when we have Vantage running as a standalone, we have all the control for performance. Yes, you don't have to deal with some bottleneck that you have no control over. Absolutely, right? Yes, because we're limited to the API of the uh, of the host. Right. Uh, and whenever the host finishes processing the data, sure. then we can get to it. Sure. Well, in the other in the other case, we just uh, take the data first and then render it as, right. as fast as we can. <laughs> yeah. But Vantage was, you know, or the first Vantage was really cool. You can just you can do some walk arounds. You can move lights around. You can change the sky. You can change some LUTs, which was a really cool. Right. Uh, you even added some post processing, like mm-hmm. like uh, lens flares and, yes. and and blooms and stuff like that. Um, and it's it was it's really kind of a nice thing. And the nice thing I liked about it is that it could do all the things that I loved about ray tracing. It could do truly accurate depth of field. It could do all kinds of really pretty things. Like right, that, right, right. And you even added a little bit of animation support mm-hmm. just to do like simple walkthroughs or simple sweeps and stuff like that, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, well, because again, we allowed exploration of VRE scenes or, or, or any scenes actually. Right. Uh, because Vantage does support other 3D formats, but right. most of these formats don't have materiality, sure. uh, the materiality aspect. So. It's it's better to use VRE scenes. Right. Um, uh, we 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 allow the user to just walk around and 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 freely without the bottleneck of, of performance hits or you know so they can just start looking around and and find viewpoints. Right. And then when they find their viewpoints, they can experiment with lighting or right. or uh, and much objects. quicker than you, they could have done it otherwise. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and in the immediate moment you change something you see it ray traced which right. means you see all the all the um uh, 
effects or all the aspects or, or all the all the um, visual quality that right. you're used to um, with uh, with ray tracing engines, right. but in real time, <laughs> right? And um, and that actually enhances creativity. We saw many yeah. other um, sorry, many artists um, actually think. Uh, feeling uh, freed or liberated by the fact that um, instead of waiting, you know, moving in a, in a, in a rasterized, rasterized viewport, which doesn't have any shading information, or even, you know, we, we, we know that currently the, the, the viewports of the um, GCCs tend to have better looks, uh, you know, better modes that, that show a better image, but then their performance drops even more. So if right. you have a couple of millions of polygons, you can't use those modes. Right. You switch back to wireframe or flat shading. And right. again, you don't see anything in this viewport. There is no question about it. Uh, but typically the workflow is manipulate something in the viewport and then do a reference render to see what it looks like. And you have to do version after version after Absolutely. version. After. Or use interactive rendering. Mm -hmm. But the interactive rendering, again, as we said, the host becomes the bottleneck. It needs some time to... to Pass it down to V-Ray, for example. Right. And then V-Ray, because does all the shading possible there, it takes a bit more time. It's not right. real time. It takes a few seconds to clean, to convert to the right. image. So, yeah, and, and all this is, is, is uh, remoted uh, when, when we're, we're working with Vantage. Right. Um, and, and then this makes you... Uh, you know, when we, I, I like to compare this by um, when your brain works faster... Then you can you when when you can write for example you right. and, and and you can miss a, a good idea just because you're 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 not capable of writing it that fast or or, right. or sketching it that fast sure um, you know this is very similar to that you can lose some um, um, inspiration or or yeah uh, you know. Um, I, so I sort of look at it momentum. as, you know, before you have to do version after version after version after version to get what you need. And here it's like you have infinite versions <laughs> that you can look at with the mouse. Exactly. And then you decide which one you want when you remove your finger from the mouse, right? <laughs> That's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's much. And, and so you basically this decision tree that you've, you're going through here uh, could represent hours and hours of versions that you would have tried that, uh, That's absolutely true. Right. Um, and then we, we even know that in more complex scenes, you know, people usually, uh, people uh, tend to, or artists tend to render regions just of, of parts of the scenes to check out how this, uh, right. in order to speed up the process. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so, so they make sacrifices. Yeah. They make sacrifices, absolutely. Yeah. And in, again, in the case of Vantage, they're making sacrifices of features. Yeah, <laughs> because we don't support subsurface scattering, as you said. So, as an example. Right. But there's a lot that we can ray trace without needing subsurface scattering. <laughs> yes, yes. No, <laughs> you, you know, when we released Vantage, for, again, it was called Project Lavina, yeah. and then, and then, and then uh, we announced public beta, and then the first version of Vantage, and people right. were, were experimenting with it. We, we had um, tens of tens of hundreds request, of requests of, of, of getting those features that we didn't right. support. Um, and as time went by, uh, people kind of forgot that they needed these features. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. not not everyone, of course. There are sure. still still missing features like like uh, displacement, which we're working on. Right. Um, but but uh, uh, but the but the, but the subsurface scatter or uh, here and for right. um, kind of got forgotten. I mean, there we still have occasional requests of, sure. of getting those back, but 
essentially, uh, you know, you can make a decision about your scene even without the grass or without yeah. the fur on the character. Um, it would be nice to have it, of course. Sure. But uh, for lighting, for shadows, for 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 the majority of reflections uh, and refractions, you don't you don't actually need this to to make a decision. Sure. Uh, to do your light setup. Yeah. Um, so so this this kind of got forgotten, uh, and also we also figure out uh, saw that many people um, were willing to sacrifice rendering features in just in order to get to the faster rendering, mm -hmm. uh, because they realized <clears throat> so. Um, getting back a, a little bit here, we, 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 because we knew that these features are actually requested features and needed for production, mm -hmm. and we knew that we didn't support them, mm -hmm. we kind of said to everyone, you can use Vantage for look development, but not for final rendering, because it doesn't support these features. So, sure. so you can use it as a really quick preview render, right. or, or a really quick look development tool, and mm -hmm. a really accurate pre-visualization tool. Yes. Because, again, if you sacrifice the the, the short fur on the character or the short grass on the floor, right. <clears throat> which doesn't change the shot that much, right. you can do a pre-visualization that has everything else. Right. And uh, at a much higher quality than you've or closer to the final version than you absolutely right. like eighty percent there, ninety percent there. Yeah. You know, pick a number here at a substantial speed increase. Well, <laughs> real time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we 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 had, we had a lot of customers, um, and I'm going to quote here uh, probably a bit wrong, but uh, Vantage allows us to art direct um, our projects in front of the customer, sorry, their projects in front of our customers. Right. Um, people, people tended to do this over the shoulder presentation. Yeah. And that actually coincided with COVID. So people had right. to do it over uh, Zoom, or Zoom or yeah, whatever. So they just share um, the, screen, uh, yeah. the screen. And um, they literally said that something that used to take a couple of days of iterations, you know, back and forth via emails or, right. or um, calls and whatnot, took 30 minutes. Just right. 30 minutes, they were discussing everything in real time. The client feels really, really um, satisfied with the, with, the, with the way they can, they can just say, okay, can you move this here? Can you change the lighting? Can you change that? Can you change that? Make this apply, red, do this. Yeah, apply a different material. Right. Right. And, and, and this was done in, in, 30, in 30 minutes and their job done. Yeah, uh, saving multiple iterations. Um, and, and again, because you don't need to this artist preparation time to do it every time in real in real yeah. time, you're just saving a tremendous amount of time. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think that this is something that the the, the previous world uh, uh, could definitely take advantage of more, uh, and should be more aware of the fact that this is, exists. Because yes, people used to do play blasts and stuff like that, and they looked okay, you know. Mm. Or a lot of times, right now, they're using you know other. You know, rasterized solutions that not, don't that look pretty good or look nice, but it takes a huge amount of prep to get there, and they have to do all this stuff. If they can just use assets that are the same that they're going to use in the final version, right, right, and use shaders that they're going to use in the final version, then it probably can get a lot there. Yeah, absolutely. This process is associated with a pipeline pressure, so to speak. Yeah, which with uh, with using the the. the, the at least, at least with with uh, fully ray resolution, it just goes away. Right, and especially with the combo of V-Ray and Vantage, mm -hmm. uh, because we use this data authored for V-Ray, you don't need to change it at all. You just right. just author it for production, 
preview it in Vantage, yep. and you can always go back to production and, yep. and output the high quality that V-Ray is associated with. And you don't have to manage polygons. You don't have to do no. all this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, there is uh, there is a bottle a footnote here. Yeah. Uh, sorry, a footnote here, which is uh, if you have enough memory. Um, if you have enough memory. Yes. yes. And uh, but these cards now they get a lot of memory in them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're doing all kinds of optimizations to, to kind of cater for the memory demanding scenes because, right. you know, the golden rule is, or the, the famous rule is that you do optimizations, you make a more space or more performance for the user, and then you give it to add, the user, and then, and then, then the, the user expands their scenes twice or, right. yeah. <laughs> or yep. demand. They will always find the way. You know, to... there's a name for that. <laughs> it's called Blin's Law. Blin's Law. Okay. Yeah, it's like Moore's Law, but Blin's Law is like basically <laughs> that render times never change because every time you increase performance, you just add more features. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so I, I want to make sure we get to Lavina 2 because that's an important part of what yes. we need to discuss. So mm -hmm. a lot has changed and a lot of new things have been added in, in, in sorry, not Lavina, Vantage 2. Vantage. So what's, what's new in Vantage 2? Yeah, right. Um, well, when we figure out that yeah, but a certain amount of users are willing to sacrifice uh, quality, or sorry, not quality, sorry, features, sure, right? Uh, like hair fur and stuff like, and subsurface scattering to use it to, to to get to the faster re rendering. Right. Um, they were using Vantage for production rendering. Right. Yeah. In certain cases, and, and 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 that was actually a surprise for us, but well. Not a huge surprise, but but the, the, the surprise part was that people were willing to make the sacrifice mm -hmm. uh, in order to get to the faster render times. And right. and we we we've seen many many comparisons that, uh, for example, in order to, to to get a decent looking image with uh, for for a certain scene um, in an, in in VRA, for example, or Corona, you need to render like five minutes mm -hmm. per frame. While in Vantage, you can render with thirty seconds per frame. Again, using the noisers and every and, and sacrificing this quality. Uh, sorry, the Features that sure. can give you this quality, but they but so they you can use uh, you can use Vantage as an offline render to get bigger, higher quality Correct. images. Right? Yes, yes, because still Vantage is a ray tracing engine in the end, and right. it accumulates samples, which means that as time goes by, it's a progressive rendering. Right, you will get better quality. Right, so uh, it's just that because it's faster, you have to wait less time than than in in another uh, sure. uh, offline rendering solution. Uh, so uh, one thing was that was really very popularly demanded um, was uh, so when you go to production, one thing that is typically associated with production is post production. Yeah, <laughs> and and people wanted more more of those uh, features. Uh, so that's why we added more post-processing um, uh, color corrections and post-processing effects directly in Vantage so that okay. you can, you know, kind of use it for, for final frame rendering. Right. But also if you wanted to go into a separate pass for post-production, uh, like a tool yeah. in compositing, yeah, um, we, uh, we needed to get uh, to render elements or AOVs. Right. Um, so, so AOVs is, have been added. Too. So this was one of the biggest, uh, one of the big things coming with uh, version two. Nice. nice. Um, we also and 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 we couldn't add all of the render elements or AOVs that that uh, right, but we added were available as, as many as we could for now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, um, we we even added some masks and utility ones like like bumps and and. Uh, uh, Z depth uh, mm -hmm. to get more uh, more back and post. But uh, one uh, one of the, our uh, our premises here uh, for not adding all of the render elements uh, was that we 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 want to again 
go back to Vantage being a real-time solution. And by being a real-time solution, it saves time. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to keep everything as much as possible in, 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 in Vantage. Um, if you can complete your work in Vantage, um, this means, or actually I'm going, to, I'm going to say it the other way around. If you go into post, mm-hmm. um, in compositing for, for doing post-processing or anything else, it's another iteration or another step in the process, which requires right. saving to disk, loading it to disk, performing the operation, and again rendering. Right. Uh, so we try to to kind of uh, reduce the amount of these the, the need of going uh, going forward in in, in post processing. Sure. But of course, there are always uh, things that you can't foresee, like for example, selective color grading because a customer wants I don't know more color. Bleed or less color bleed or or more reflections. So, yeah. so this was, this was one of like the failsafe or um, the, the backup mechanisms for for you know you, you you finish everything in Vantage, but in case you need to do some minor color correction later on because yeah. of a client request, that was one of these uh, features. Another um, another uh, solution that we or not solution but uh, interesting um, exciting thing we added was was upscaling denoising. Yeah. Um, so the NVIDIA AI denoiser uh, actually allows for upscaling uh, since a couple of versions ago, right. and we introduced this, which basically means that um, Vantage can render at a quarter of the resolution. Uh, and the resolution is by far the most uh, performance impacting factor. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the AI denoiser upscales it and denoises it at the same time. Right. So you and we've get... seen this in games. They've added these upscalers in games before. Right, right. 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 DLSS and, and right. This is the one that NVIDIA uses uh, or the proprietary for, for NVIDIA. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so uh, we were experimenting, by the way, with, with DLSS as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the NVIDIA AI denoiser proved to be to, to deliver better to do it better, yeah. Because right. it's a ray, ray tracing thing, problem, right. Right? right? It's different than a rasterized problem. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, right. But uh, probably it's a it's a it's a good place to mention that we're looking into uh, R and D and constantly looking into finding more solutions. So yeah. so we 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 think we're going to um, find a much better uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. much better. For sure. um, solutions out there as as we speak because you know age age of the ai <laughs> yeah yeah of course of course um uh, another thing that we added was also again popular um uh, popular demand that was uh, a request that was uh, render time subdivision render time subdivision okay. right um you know getting a low poly uh, model and smoothing it out uh, but the render engine does that you don't need to perform oh, it uh, okay so that's is going to lead eventually to displacement <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that was the first step yeah uh, and uh, as i said we are working on displacement which yeah. is the second part of this of the, uh, process so that's basically. exciting yeah absolutely yeah uh, but not there yet we, yeah, we, we, yeah. We, but we got the first part figured out <laughs> absolutely good yeah. Another interesting uh, thing that we added was the scene states, which allows um, look development or experimentation uh, and also presentation of your project. Right. Uh, well, you've added better. much more of these sort of like here's a, here's a state of the of the of the scene with mm-hmm. the lighting, and mm-hmm. you can. So the interface itself has added a lot of these ideas of as a presentation tool. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Because one thing we we. We we kind of uh, noticed was again the you know remember the thirty minutes uh, over the shoulder presentation thingy. Yeah. Um, so so Vantage was used both as a 
viewport companion by the artist mm -hmm. working interactively right. and they're previewing their scene in Vantage with yeah. all the bells and whistles of ray, uh, ray tracing mm -hmm. uh, while but when it comes to showing their work um, they still needed to pre-render stuff and show it to the customer right. the traditional way mm -hmm. uh, but now with uh, with a with real-time thingy they just uh, with a real-time ray tracing uh, mm -hmm. they, they just took Vantage, placed on another monitor, mm -hmm. and they continue working in, in MaxMai or whatever, just letting the customer see only Vantage right. um, and, and, and use it as a real-time reference monitor, so to speak, or, yeah. um, right, and, or a presentation tool. So to make this easier, um, or, uh, or one thing that they happened to, to, to get asked a lot was do changes in the scene mm -hmm. uh, because the customer or the client always wants to see... Um, uh, to be kind of like a director and see yep. different versions of the scene, different different changes of the scene. Right. Um, or alternatively, when preparing for a presentation, the artist has a story to tell, um, right. typically. And 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 there and and for for this for, for that story, usually this this requires different light setups, different combinations of the scene. Yep. Uh, we've seen many times users saving different uh, Max or Maya scenes and reopening them, rendering them out just to tell the story right. it's essentially the same project but you know optimized for different views right. for different uh, uh, light setups so we said uh, we said to try to find a solution for that within one scene right and we figured out okay let's make this entirely advantage because mm -hmm. it's going to be much much faster uh, some tools don't uh, have the same or some hosts don't have the same functionality um, like for example SketchUp or Rhino don't have the, the functionality to change the whole aspect of the scene with one click right. so we implemented that in the standalone version of Vantage and yeah. allowed every user to take their data import it in Vantage yeah. and create states right. but these are not states for the scene um, we, we, all, we, we split those states in different aspects you can, you can create different lighting scenarios you can create different material uh, or combination assignments sure. scenarios Visibility of objects, transformations of objects, pulse processings, uh, states, whatever you wanted. Right. Uh, or I think these were <laughs> the most ones. Sure. But then when you create different cameras, um, you want you 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 might want different uh, lighting scenarios. That was actually a very uh, requested uh, feature. Mm -hmm. uh, binding the scene to a camera because when you create a let's say. Let's say uh, the most common example is the ArcVis example, where mm -hmm. you you have a, um, a the, I don't know a shot from the from the ground uh -huh. looking up to the, the building, mm -hmm. and you want to see, for example, the reflection of the sun or the clouds in the in the in the glass mm -hmm. in the facade, and then uh, you set up the environment and you uh, make your uh, camera portrait mm -hmm. uh, with portrait orientation, um, probably two-point perspective and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have a bird shot, for example. And right. then in that bird shot, you want the sun to be straight down or, or casting uh, or, or maybe sunset condition where there are lots of shadows, long shadows, right. just to, to, you know, to, to, make, to make your story or even a time-lapse. Right. Um, so all of these uh, now can be achieved with the scene states by assigning different conditions per camera. Mm -hmm. And I like to think of this because you can have I don't know uh, hundreds of cameras in in, in, in your in your uh, scene. I, I compare it uh, as a uh, 3D interactive PowerPoint, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> right. because your cameras can be your slides, 
Right. Um, and then you can apply different styles. But, e but styles. with each camera, <laughs> there's a new state that you can apply to the yeah. camera. And I think of this as, as the content of the slide or, 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 a, yep. or a layout of the slide where you're finding different things. But the good thing is that instead of, and, and you can totally do this with the traditional way by rendering it in advance, but then you're fixed to what you've rendered. Mm -hmm. While with Vantage, this is an interactive session. So at any given point, while you're presenting your story, the customer mm -hmm. or the client can say, okay, but uh, I didn't get that, or can you change this? No, can but I, I want the shot over here now. You can immediately just branch off from pres your presentation right. and start navigating in the scene, changing the scene, whatever you want right. to do. Um, you can do quick uh, snapshots out of these yep. uh, and send them to the customer to, to, to get, you know, uh, these feedback sessions become much, much more powerful sure. this way. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. But let's let's talk a little bit about like play blast because I think that the you know especially in the in the previous and even in you know in terms of ideas of virtual production or anything of that nature. But how you you've added some things that make getting a quick animation play blast much easier in some ways. So explain a little bit that process. Right, right. Um, so the major thing that was stopping um, uh, good animation previews right. uh, was the lack of animation support. Um, right. We we so version one advantage uh, has support for transformations only. Mm -hmm. So if you had a character or deforming mesh, something that changes vertices mm -hmm. uh, or polygons in respect with each other, mm -hmm. um, that wasn't supported in advantage. So so we uh, made sure that this was now supported. Mm -hmm. Also, um, if you had any kinds of um, uh, uh, animation outside of transformation meaning materials changing their parameters or lights changing their parameters, that was also not included. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the transformation of the light was included, but if you want a strobing light or, or changing the color of the light, that, right. was, that wasn't supported. So we made sure also we supported that one as well. Um, and also image sequences being used as textures. People wanted to have, you know, LED screens or yeah. uh, fireplaces or, or, you know, you name it, or water. Uh, based on normal mapping and, and right. what, whatnot. So we added support for those. And yep. with that, um, we enabled uh, kind of two workflows. We call them previous and play blast, uh -huh. um, which essentially is uh, the variation of the same thing with okay. different um, focus. Okay. Um, you know, the, the play blast term is typically... Um, associated with with, uh, with, with, uh, with the Maya and the mm -hmm. animation artists doing mm -hmm. play blast of their characters. Um, while we wanted to kind of, because the play blast is actually rendering of the viewport. Right. And you can use it also for cinematics or uh, animatics or right. uh, previews uh, mm -hmm. from the camera as well. But because that was a slightly different use case, we kind of wanted to, 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 to use a different term for that. Sure. Which we called uh previous previous so so um so basically uh, we have a we have an example on the website or in in, in also in, in in our youtube channel but um if you're an animator doing mm -hmm. your play blast we know that maya can or, or max or any actually uh, animation software can drop frames mm -hmm. so um they're doing sorry you're typically doing the uh rendering of the viewport so that you can ensure there is no frame, there are no frame drops and a consistent frame rate of let's say 24, 30 frames per second. Right. And you can make a uh, judgment for the animation itself, the, the motion itself. Right. And 
the quality of the viewport typically is enough for that because you're looking at the animation actually, not 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 the rendering part. Yeah, but you want to see more. <laughs> Absolutely, and and, uh, and we have some examples of how uh, different lighting conditions yes. may actually change uh, tremendously the way the animation looks like. Yep. Um, and 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 now we have enabled this uh, the, the the workflow that instead of waiting, um, uh, so yeah, one addition here the typically the play blast because they're rendered take a little bit of time so usually the artist kind of starts a play blast and then goes checks their email or uh, get a cup of coffee or you know it takes like a two, two, two to three minutes depending on the uh, right and uh, we measured that you know on more complex scenes um, it can take like two to three seconds per frame mm -hmm. for the play blast to, to, to complete that's right um, so so we set up the same scene with Vantage and uh, set it to render for two to three seconds per frame mm -hmm. and render the same the same play blast and uh, the difference is night and day literally right <laughs> because we animated the sun cycle right <laughs> to have night from day right. and uh, but, but anyway i mean um you get the same uh render time right but totally different look much better um, much better look you right. can make decisions about how your animation is going to look in the Final shot in the in the um, right and and that's on the animation level on the on the, on the animation artist level sure um, now if we go larger and, and take a look at the bigger picture yeah. um, the the previsualization part is typically uh, involves both animations animations of the camera the whole geometry yep. if possible the whole scene the the everything and the, the whole shot actually um, but then. <clears throat> Um, the lack of uh, lighting information and materiality often makes it difficult to make uh, decisions about about the previsualization part. Sure. Uh, so the same process, rendering advantage again, and and here by the way, <coughs> the 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 rendering time is actually relatively slower uh, because the the previsualization typically is done on the larger scale projects. Uh, you know, they dump all the data that can be there. You know, whole cities and Right. And then and if there is some basic particle simulation or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, dynamic simulation, some characters, they put out everything there yep. because you want to make a judgment, uh, better judgment. And then, then this slows the rasterization engine. Right. Um, so, so in that case, we kind of, uh, again, set the, the, the advantage to render for the same amount of time, so say three to four seconds per frame, rendering it out, and then you see... Um, all this important information for lighting, shading, um, uh, that that allows you actually to 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 get better uh, result. Right. Uh, we also added um, uh, in version two um, ray traced fog. Oh right. Which uh, allows for god rays and light shafts yeah. and, and whatnot, which obviously is something that you cannot see from the viewport of the, of the host. <laughs> right. Uh, which changes the image uh, yeah, tremendously. So, awesome. so all of these effects uh, make it much easier for um, uh, for decision makers to to actually uh, work and detect uh, issues earlier in the process and make important right. decisions earlier in the process. Ultimately, saving iterations. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. There's a lot of things. There's what. There's actually a lot more features, but there's one I want to touch on real quick because we're <laughs> running out of time, and I know you have an eleven o'clock meeting. No worries. Uh, but <laughs> We now support any hardware that does DXR, is that correct? Uh, 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. It's a uh, yes. Uh, it's a, it's an enabler for sure. Right. Um, AMD announced uh, support for DXR several several a uh, couple of years back. Right. Um, and we 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 actually wanted to support this this one as well. Uh, right. The, the, their hardware as well. Right. Um, so uh, by the way, Intel also announced uh, uh, support for uh, yep. hardware ray tracing, and we're working on supporting that as well. But mm-hmm. that's another topic. Uh, so with the release of Vantage 2, we added, uh, we call it experimental AMD support because we haven't tested it uh, thoroughly. Right. But the, the, the but theoretically, it will work, right? It does work. It we, does work, we, yeah. we tested it on limited amount of cards. Uh, and that, that was the, the reason we branded it experimental. Because right. Because we only, only tested on a, on a handful of cards. Uh, and uh, we couldn't test all the combinations of... Uh, having two different cards in the same computer. Yep. Uh, so we don't know if this is going to be stable enough, but the, but the performance is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the features of, uh, actually all the features of Vantage that are not uh, vendor locked are, are available. And I'm calling those vendor locked because uh, the NVIDIA AI denoiser works only on NVIDIA GPUs, so sure. not available in, in uh, AMD uh, hardware. But we have the Intel Open denoiser, which works which on works. AMD uh, sure. GPUs. So, so uh, if we remove those features, uh, everything is supported on AMD GPUs as well. Right. And we're very excited to see uh, users picking up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's really cool. That's really cool. And uh, essentially, uh, some some time uh, after now the release, we'll be adding Intel uh, support as well. Right. But we have. I mean, I should you know, you and I because we we kind of behind the scenes. We know there's some very exciting stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. So, w- around what time do you think people should be keeping their ears open for some big announcements on some stuff? Right. Here? Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Just give them a timeline. I'm not going to tell them what it is. But timeline. Tell them. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> well. Um, we're working on a lot of uh, requested features, sure. And we've been also dabbling our, <laughs> you know, interest in 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 in, uh, in uh, many different areas, sure. Um, so yeah, we we I I can't promise anything, of course, but we expect uh, something something major um, around or maybe shortly after SIGGRAPH, okay, uh, which was at uh, August, so probably September, September for sure to be on the safe side, yeah. We'll have we'll have uh, uh, some major things uh, if if our R and D keeps going uh, yeah, yeah. the way it is <laughs> and yeah. it's going well. I will just say <laughs> that it was I was my eyes went oh my god right so some <laughs> incredible stuff that's happening so very excited about it. Well, listen, Simeon, I really appreciate you coming. We had a very nice deep dive into real time and ray tracing, yes, uh, which uh, is one of my favorite subjects. And uh, you know, congratulations on the success of Vantage. And we drifted a little bit. Apologies did, for that. No, but that's <laughs> apologies good. for that. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. I think it was really good that we did that, and I think people, you know, hopefully, at this point, will have a really good picture of what it's all about, and they can start taking advantage of it. <laughs> Hopefully, yes, yes, great. Pun intended. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. Thank man. you for, for reaching out, and it was a pleasure, as always. 